Talawa, a weekly podcast where we feature a Jamaican locally or abroad who is innovating and dominating in their journey to success. Today we have Diana McIntyre-Pike, who is a community tourism consultant with a degree in tourism management, diplomas in hotel management, tourism catering operations, marketing, and a certificate in environmental management, where she studied professionally in Jamaica, the UK, and Germany. She is the president of the International Institute of Peace through Tourism, Caribbean coordinator of the IIPT International Community Tourism Network, and president and founder of the Country Style Community Tourism. Thank you so much for being here, Diana. How are you doing today? Well, I'm fine because um, I am excited about what is happening in the world, that community tourism that we pioneered. 45 years ago has now become the in-tourism. Uh, it's a trend of tourism mm -hmm. and Jamaica is branded by the International Institute for Peace through Tourism as the home of community tourism. Yes, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Oh yeah. Now, you have done a lot. And I'm asking you to tell us just a little bit about yourself, a little about your background and why you chose tourism. Well, tourism chose me, I should say, because I grew up in Westmoreland my mother was the pioneer of the grill, mm -hmm. and uh, I grew up in a guest house business uh, in Savannah-Lamar, which is about half an hour away from the grill. So I, know, I knew what it was to be involved with visitors, local visitors and foreign visitors, and not trying to create anything for them, but they just became a part of our family while they were staying with us, and that made us get repeat business. Uh, I did not choose to go that route, though. I tended more to... Um, dramatic arts, because I was accepted at the Rose Bruford College of Speech and Drama. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to do drama from when I was so high. I was always a star of a show, and uh, dancing, I'm a passionate dancer, and I'm an artist. I came second in Ireland in art. But then uh, when the time came for me to go to study, my brother, my eldest brother, said, why don't I do tourism, why don't I do hotel management? because there was no future for dramatic arts in Jamaica at the time. And this is way back in 1971. So I said, well, women don't study hotel management. He said, well, why can't you be one of the first? So I was actually one of the first to study hotel management and catering um, in, in Jamaica. And I have not regretted it because tourism is everything. It's a lifestyle. So all my dramatic interests I, you know, I've done community theatres. One of my plans is to have community theatres in every village so we can teach people about their culture and their heritage through the theatre. That's awesome. Yeah. Indeed. Now, um, based on your education and experiences, you could work anywhere in the world, yet you oh, yeah. chose Jamaica. Why do you stay here? Why do you believe in Jamaica? Well, first of all, I've had many offers to be anywhere, yes, in the world. I've been to 69 countries. I've had 29 awards. I could be anywhere, that's true. But for me, Jamaica is the gem of the world. There's no place like Jamaica, even though I've traveled and enjoyed other countries. Um, Jamaica has diversity that is hard to get. We have 15 natural spas. I know many people don't know that, by the way. Uh, we have milk, they know about Milk River and so on, but we have mountains, we have beach, we have the whole works. And I'm very comfortable here. I'm concerned about our challenges, but I know that the program that we have, villages as businesses, 
to train communities how to manage their communities as a business um, is a good one because when I go out to the communities, I see the talent. Jamaican people are the most talented people in the world. And our brand is very strong. Whenever I go and tell people I'm a Jamaican, it's like I'm a VIP. <laughs> oh my gosh, I mean, think about it. Fastest running man in the world, Bob Marley, everywhere we go, Jamaica follows us. And many people are jealous of Jamaica because of that. So I think this is a worthwhile place to be based, and I can pop out here and there, but I will never leave Jamaica. I always want to come back. I get very homesick. I spent two years in Germany, two years in England, and believe me, I was very homesick, and I'll never do it again. Oh. Not that I didn't enjoy those countries, but yeah. it's just that Jamaica is the best, really. Yeah, it's home. Mm. What do you have to say to those who have migrated or run away and they don't want to come back here? It's too hard for them. Well, I can tell you right now, I know many of those Jamaicans who have left Jamaica, relatives of mine who left Jamaica for better opportunity. I don't have a problem if people want to do that. But the only thing I say to my relatives when I go overseas, and I just went to Florida recently, please be a marketing ambassador for Jamaica. You're in a position where you can refer people to us, like the business that I'm in, I do a marketing of community lifestyle experiences and people would like to enjoy themselves here. Oh yes, they have a problem with crime and so on. But we take care of them personally. We meet them at the airport and we make sure they're fine and the communities we take them to are fine. I've never had a problem in 45 years. Um, so with that track record, um, I say to my relatives and my friends, tell people that you're sending them to family and friends and that way they'll feel better so if you're overseas and you're hearing me please be a market ambassador just contact me if anybody wants to come to Jamaica and we can design a vacation experience according to their interests and their budget okay that's awesome now can you tell me back to you and your personal story yes. what are some of the challenges that you faced that you thought would break you and how did you overcome these Oh, challenges. I've been joking the Bible for the past um, 10 years for, to start. Um, if I was not a Christian person and, and spiritually um, developed by my parents and in particular my mother, I would have crashed long ago. My um, husband died when he was only 44 years old when my children were young. Um, my baby girl died um, and then I had my sister who died, and then two brothers died, and then bam, bam, one after the other. So how I overcame it is that I recognized that the Lord must have a plan for me, for me to go through all of this. But what it did do for me is make me spiritually stronger, and I became more compassionate. Uh, I lost my hotel because a hurricane, Ivan, came and destroyed my home and part of my hotel. Um, and I was not able to get the funding for the upgrading that I wanted, so I had to shut down. That was hard because we operated for 40 years and we had set up an institute or training there of um, people who did not reach grade 9 level. We trained 3,000 people in five years and they all got jobs because of our training because I focused on self-development. So what I'll say to you is that to overcome the difficulties, I just take everything day by day and recognize that there's a, a plan for me as long as I keep my faith in the Lord and don't make it worry me. And it has worked because this year now is the year that I'm seeing the light because countryside community is a network is now finally 
fully registered as a destination management company that is going to move forward in the tourism industry. We've been operating, but we have not really gone all out yet with um, the different tour operators and the cruise ships and so on, but I'm going all out now because that is what people want. They want to enjoy our culture and our heritage. And with my experience and my qualifications and so on, there's no better person that is ready and organization to give people the best time of their life in Jamaica, <laughs> including meeting you. So we spoke about your challenges, yes. pretty profound, and you are pretty resilient. And I like the message that you said about being more spiritual. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I always say with God in the middle, then we'll be just fine. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about your greatest accomplishments. What are some of those? Well, I think my greatest accomplishment, and I'm very proud of that, uh, that I was given uh, the best personal contribution award in response with tourism in 2008 at the World Travel Market where I tied with TUI, which is the largest operator in the world, and that's out of 10,000 people in the world. That to me was my greatest accomplishment. My second greatest accomplishment was getting the order of distinction in tourism and community service. My mother was very proud of that because she got it as well, but she said she got it 20 years before me, but she said she put me on the right path. Um, I'm excited about those awards, those two. I have many, many awards, but those two in particular stand out for me. Um, and the other accomplishment is being appointed the first president of the International Institute of Peace through Tourism outside of North America. The Caribbean chapter was the first. And having them embrace us um, and what we do with community tourism by creating the IAPT International Community Tourism Network and having me be the coordinator. So that was another honor to know that what we did has been embraced. And to see you now that our government and past and present have embraced community tourism um, to move forward. But what we're trying to achieve now is to get everybody to work together because Jamaica is the right place. And what people have to understand is that community tourism is not a niche market. Community tourism is the way tourism should be developed. Because if you don't develop, develop tourism with the community in mind, then you're not saying anything. You can't just build something and forget about the people around you. So that is the whole message. The late Desmond Henry, who was one of my partners, he and I were the ones who created the name Community Tourism right in my hotel that's closed now, um, dining room, the Astro Country. And we went and did a research my late brother Gordon McIntyre and um, another partner of mine went and did a research and found out that the people of the South Coast wanted this type of tourism, the tourism that respected them and their lifestyle. And uh, I think that the whole essence of getting um, community tourism uh, to be understood is that the community-based tourism, mm -hmm. you might have heard about community-based tourism, mm -hmm. what community-based tourism is where the niche markets are. You have cultural tourism, ecotourism, um, post office tourism, graveyard tourism. I have about 40 of them. Mm. That, and they're all markets. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jamaica and the Caribbean has not even started tourism yet because it opens up the whole country. Mm -hmm. But what I feel is sad about is that if we are going to be serious about ecotourism, ecotourism is the fastest growing tourism 
nature, bird watching and so on. Jamaica is having challenges with the environment. So we have to get more serious about protecting our environment. Mm -hmm. Right now we're trying to protect the cockpit country mm -hmm. and we have the coastal areas that are in trouble. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's start getting people sensitized to what they need to do, what is their responsibility, not only to their community, but for the future, because we have children and we have grandchildren. Mm -hmm. So my passion, my biggest passion, is to have this country become much more environmentally friendly and the entertainment that we offer um, is awesome. We have all kind of entertainment here. Um, I mentioned earlier, I have a passion for dancing. I'm known as the dancing queen of the Caribbean because of my passion for dancing. I used to be in um, the, the theater with um, uh, Louis Bennett and Randy Williams. Mm. I was in pantomime. Mm -hmm. I danced with Rex Neckerford and Eddie mm -hmm. Thomas, creative dancing. Mm -hmm. So I've had my time there. And I think that we need to um, get the people, young people, understand that for them to be successful, self-development is a focus. They don't need to know how to communicate. They need to know how to dress. They need to know how to... Uh, uh, the, the most important thing is the courtesies of life that makes it. Like you have people saying good night instead of good evening, mm -hmm. for example. Mm -hmm. Um, and I gather they're not teaching that in the schools. So there's a lot of brushing up that has to be done. Mm -hmm. And the ones that I've trained, they are very receptive. And I know we can do it. Mm -hmm. That's a great message. So um, for Jamaica and Jamaicans listening here and abroad, we really need to love ourselves and love our island. Um, we have everything that we need here, mm -hmm. based on what Diana is saying, to mm -hmm. become the best in the world. Yep. And that's something that we don't do a lot. We are looking to others for guidance when we have everything that we need in this little island. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have Talawa as a podcast, just broadcasting all that we can do as Jamaicans. Oh, yes. All Absolutely. Right. Now, the next question is, I see that you have 44 years of pioneering services. You spoke about your awards, especially the Order of Distinction. Congrats, by the way. Th thank you. <laughs> yes. And uh, so much you have done. What do, would you say are the, three, the top three attributes of yours that led to this success? What are your top three attributes that led to these uh, successes? Well, the top three, is, um, quite frankly, is um, having been able to go to the North Coast when I had just returned from England studying hotel management and catering, working at the largest hotel in Jamaica at the time, which was the Holiday Inn, which was only 558 rooms, and seeing that there was nothing Jamaican in there. Mm -hmm. And after three months, being able to um, introduce them to the Jamaica chit chat session that I created which was an educational session for the visitors and the, you know, the guests. And I was being told I was going to waste my time. I ended up having to do it every day. That was my biggest success when I was 21 years old. So because that was, was all in the news and everything. So that was due to an attribute of you being attentive and creative. Yes, and I, I say this when I'm training because you, you don't just go in a hotel and work and say, okay, well, I saw a need. Mm -hmm. I saw the gap. Mm -hmm. I asked the manager. He said I was going to waste my time because all guests want to do is lie on the beach, drink rum and so on. I said, well, I am sorry, but I'm interacting with the guests. And I brought community people into those sessions so they would be help me. And market women, everybody came in there. And it was uh, so successful that I was awarded a German scholarship. 
Mm -hmm. uh, when I just returned from England, because a lot of Germans were coming in, you know, people were afraid to come to Jamaica because they were worried about Michael Manager on our story. But, but to me, that, that, that is what stood out. And then now, having been awarded a German scholarship, I turned it down. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was then asked by the late Abyssal, when after about a year, when I realized that holidaying was not appreciating me sending guests out to eat, mm -hmm. because we had three restaurants, but there was no Jamaican food in there. So mm -hmm. I would send guests out to eat, and they said, that's against the rules. So I said, fine, I won't stay here then. So I gave them their month notice, and then I was invited by the late Abyssal to a Runaway Bay Hotel. And in Runaway Bay, because he had three jobs, and he merged them and said he heard I like to, to work, and he liked how I work because I was in the news and so on. And um, I went. I was there for a year, and my parents said to me, "You know, you really should, you really should um, go to Germany. You should not turn that down. That's an opportunity to learn another language." So I went. And so those two things prompted me to go, and then when I returned. Jamaica in 1977 I was offered many jobs big jobs you I wouldn't even tell you whatever because <laughs> you'd say I'm a fool no 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 it's the beauty of it I've never had to apply for a job whoa never 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 in all your life no even the holiday in job yeah the holiday in job no no I never applied oh they offered me the job my mother went and announced I'm back and that was it uh, from from the UK Oh, yeah, whoa. because they know my background and so on. And my children are the same, really, because um, they, they've paved the way, too. People who want them, they don't really have to apply. People ask, offer them jobs. Mm -hmm. So um, the mindset has to be that when you work, and you work honestly, and you work with passion, if you don't have passion for what you do, then don't do it, because it's not going to come out right. And you must not worry about hours of work either. Um, this is something that I have to tell a lot of young people. I said, they're tired. And so I said, listen to me. If you have a job to do, it doesn't matter what it takes, but you must also keep healthy. And what I like about Jamaica is that we can be healthy here. You can, we have now the herbs and you know, the healthy food, but you have to know what to do. And when I see some of the young people, how they're eating a whole heap of um, junk food and so on, I keep saying, but why are you doing that? We have healthy food in Jamaica. There's no life without health. Mm -hmm. So my biggest achievement now is having been educated in healthy lifestyle. I met a Canadian in Jamaica, in Mandeville, who had a naturopath clinic, and she taught me everything about the healthy lifestyle. And Dr. Vendries as well, who's dead on board, unfortunately. Mm. But Having had that, I've been able to help many people in the communities to appreciate and to value what they have. Because our program, Villages and Businesses, uh, which is another major achievement of mine, that's what I got the award for, um, has been embraced by many countries. Mm -hmm. Africa, we now have the Africa Communities and Network mm -hmm. that has embraced it. And we have other countries in the Caribbean who have asked me to come. I've been all over Dominica, I've been in St. Vincent, Barbados, Trinidad, all, I've taken communitarism to all those countries. So that was the uh, final major treatment that I had. Okay, great. All right, so at Talawa, we speak not only about, you know, paving our own path of success, we also uh, speak about happiness. Success, career-wise, doesn't always equate to happiness. So mm -hmm. we're asking, are you happy? Would you say you're happy? 
I would say I'm happy. The only thing I'm not happy about, to be honest with you, is the fact that um, my partner, uh, my husband died early, and my, the man of my life also. We were together for 18 years, he died. So from that point of view, I'm not happy. But I'm happy otherwise. Um, I'm happy because I have two wonderful children who have achieved so much. Uh, my sons are Mark and Alexander. Mark has been in Sanders for years now. Ten years this year, he's celebrating his 10th anniversary. Um, but he's the general manager for ATL's um, Enterprise National Analoma for the whole island. And my other son, who was with the Sanders group too, but he's the general manager for the R Hotel. And they're both committed to the sustainable development of Jamaica, and in particular, community tourism, like the R Hotel will be doing that in Kingston. So having said that, I feel very happy to know that we have managed to pave the way for them and others by showing them how it, visitors, mm -hmm. not only foreign visitors, but local visitors, mm -hmm. enjoy what we do. Okay. And, and I, I think I should have mentioned that um, we have um, a situation where many of our community persons, uh, they're natural entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. but I went to Barbados because they asked me to come because they're having a problem implementing community tourism. And within five days, I have a five-day program, UWI Open Campus liked what I did, and they gave me accreditation for the five-day program. So I now have an accredited program for community tourism entrepreneurship. And that is my greatest happiness, that I can now take that anywhere in the world, because I said that that confined to Jamaica. They have 44 campuses all over the Caribbean. Oh. Yeah, so, you know, I, I have a passion for training and helping people. I like to help the young people, because the young people are the future, and if we don't take care of them, the crime and the violence and whatever you might hear is going to continue. So I think the biggest investment we can all make is to take the education directly to the communities mm -hmm. and train them, um, not only in hospitality and tourism, but in agriculture and art and craft. Uh, that's what my Villages and Business Program does. And Aldi Shaw, who is our Minister of Agriculture and uh, fishes and so on. He's very excited about it and he was our keynote speaker at the conference we had in um, Jamaica at the UWI uh, Visitors Lodge. And he said he's, he's willing to help us to move it forward. Mm. The Minister of Tourism has embraced community tourism, they now have a community tourism manager and so on. But what, what I, I'm trying to put together now, and that will make me extremely happy, is to have a one voice approach community tourism where we all come together we all network and we all partner and we get this thing going because jamaica is the home of community tourism mm -hmm. okay yeah. Yeah. now speaking of young people um yeah. when young people think of jobs in hospitality or in the hotel industry they think of the traditional jobs such as chef you know uh, housekeeping bartender mm -hmm. what are some of the unique and business uh, job opportunities in tourism that you could uh, tell young people about? Well, first of all, they have to change their mindset that tourism is not just hotels and um, <clears throat> working in a hotel or a restaurant. Tourism is a lifestyle. So if you want to do farming, you can be a farm vacation. 
person. You can um, become somebody who is proficient in art and craft. So we have a problem, you know, because when the cruise ships come, they're getting Taiwan, China, art and craft more than our village craft. Are you aware of that? No. Oh yes, and Montego Bay. So we have there's a gap. So we need to get that going. And I've now branded Cupid Craft in honor of my mother because my mother started a craft center for girls in Mandeville, which unfortunately closed down. But the whole concept of that is to get locally made craft because that's what the visitor wants. And uh, when people think of tourism, they must think about what they can do with their talents. Mm -hmm. Do not confine it to just going to work in a hotel or in a restaurant and so on. It's great to do that, but you can do it as an entrepreneur. And that's why the course I'm offering is a good one because I'm now showing them the different aspects. There can be a homestay, like, yeah. you know, have people stay in their home and you can earn money that way. You know, Airbnb does well because of that, but we were there long before that, the homestay program. It's um, where you come and stay with people in their home. Not just tell them there's a house you can stay or there's an apartment, but you are going to stay with the people. And your lifestyle is what they want. You don't have to create anything. And that goes back to my roots, because when I was in the guest house business, that's what we did. They went to church with us if they wanted to have a party, they went with us. This is what we're missing. Do not create anything for tourists that they want to see what we have. My greatest attraction in the village program is are the schools. They want to go to school for an hour, at least. They mingle with the children, mingle with the teachers. They want to play cricket with the children. They want to do whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. They want to go to the church to see what the church does. They want to go to business places. So if you have a business place in your community, you can earn money because every tour we do, we give an amount per person for every stop. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to leave your community to go and work in a hotel. You can do it if you want, but you can do both. You can be in a hotel working and your sister's doing what I just said. Mm -hmm. So there, there are many ways to earn, and that's what we do when we educate. We have an institute. We call it the Academy for Community Tourism. So under the Academy, we can teach people how to evolve in tourism in different ways. Okay. Okay? That's awesome. Now, through our conversations, I see that you're very keen on villages and oh, yeah. sharing the pie. Mm. Um, let's expand on that. How can Jamaica become more like a village, and what are the benefits of this union? Well, when I speak about villages, I'm not only speaking about the rural villages. I'm speaking about urban villages, because I have Trenchtown and other uh, communities in towns, like in cities and so on. Uh, we're passionate about it because we have a tendency to have people leave their home to go and get jobs when we can create it within their own environment. So but the only way for them to know what to do is to train them. So that's why I said we have to go directly to the communities and train them. And every village is a destination. Mm -hmm. uh, we have quite a few now. And then once we train them, we can do a brochure for them that they can probably go and market themselves. And they are also trained how to manage your community as a business. Mm -hmm. Because everything is business. Marriage is a business. Everything is a business. But if you don't know how to manage a business, then you will not be successful. And that's why we have a problem in Jamaica. Because if you just in isolation do something in a community, um, 
just like that. It's not going to work. You need to have a community buying. So we have a steering committee for each village, and then they will then be managing it, put forward business plan. And the beauty of it is that the diaspora has now brought into our program, the, uh, the UK diaspora, making connections work, um, uh, UK. Um, they, they, they also have working towards the 60th anniversary of Jamaica. Okay. And uh, the diaspora likes it because they come from many of these villages. Mm -hmm. And they want to know what is happening in each village. So mm -hmm. we have to do a business plan for each village. Mm -hmm. If you need a road, if you need a school, whatever you may need. Um, the politician can be involved as a partner because he can say, okay, you have a plan for 10 million, I can give you two. And then we go and market for the rest. Mm -hmm. This is the way Jamaica should run. We shouldn't have it in this ad hoc style and dependency on politicians. You know, politicians are there to lead. They have their role. But what should happen is that the community people should be the ones to lead. And then now the politicians partners with them to move the country forward. And that's the mistake we're making. Mm -hmm. yeah, I say that very, very seriously. I'm very concerned that we don't do that. Um, and you see, we have accountability. If you give $10,000 to a community, you need to know how it's spent, not let it go to somebody's pocket. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing. We teach them how to be accountable, have, have proper information, so that the diaspora people or others, visitors want to invest. We have pick a project while on vacation. We have mm -hmm. adopt a village while on vacation. I got nine groups for um, pick a project while on vacation. Mm -hmm. Sandals, for example, has their foundation. They're doing very well, and they um, brought 600 guests to one of our communities, Beeson Spring in, in Westmoreland. 600 guests over two days, and they built the beehives for the beekeeping business, mm -hmm. and they built the basic school roof. You know, what happens is they develop a relationship with these 600 people ongoing. These people will never forget it, and they won't forget them. And then when anybody comes to Jamaica from Canada, because that's where they were from, then they're going to say, make sure you go to Beeson Spring and meet still or whoever they met there, mm -hmm. and um, that, that relationship continues. So if you get people having that relationship, I can't believe that people can be on the North Coast or in the Grill, for example, communities, and they've never know, they never know what a hotel looks like. They don't know. That's yeah. sad. That's you know, <laughs> they should be going into the hotels. I'm not saying some of the hotels don't do it. Yeah. But on a whole, I've found that they don't know what is in there. Yeah. And they're worried about maybe bringing them in there. But you should be worried. Just let them come in and have a look and see what's happening. I think that the Spanish hotels have their place. But let me tell you. You see, Spanish Court Hotel, mm -hmm. they have now opened the S Hotel in Montego Bay. Mm -hmm. They're a good example of a large hotel that has opened up. Mm -hmm. they, they, it's not an all-inclusive. It's a place you can go and are you aware of that? That you can go and have a drink and swim. And I know a few hotels eat. in uh, yeah. about that do that. So, so the S Hotel is doing that. Okay. In well, Kinson does that. Mm -hmm. Kinson yeah, is like so. that. Yeah. But um, there was a reason why I had to have all inclusive. But what I like is that the all inclusive are opening up. Um, Tandos is doing that. They have island routes, take the guests out and so on. But you have to remember that if anything happens to any of their guests, there's a thing called public liability. Mm -hmm. They're accountable, so you have to be very careful. And this is why I have a role to play, because country-style community tourism network, with public liability that they require to do business with me, 
then they will do business with me because I am going to be accountable. Mm -hmm. They don't have to worry about being accountable. I will take the responsibility. If anything happens, I will take the responsibility because I'm not taking anybody anywhere unless I know it's okay. Mm -hmm. And they feel more comfortable comfortable about it too because they will say, oh well, country style has been around 45 years, have a very strong background, so they don't need to worry about their guests not being taken care of, mm -hmm. rather than just have them jump in a bus and buzz around. Mm -hmm. They know that they're safe and that they will be taken care of. That is the important part, safety and that they're given the best hospitality and they're not going to get sick from eating bad food or whatever it may be. So I'm very excited about my new era. I said my new era, Constral been around a long time, but I'm going full force this year. Mm -hmm. I call this my emancipation year. Okay. <laughs> and we're just about yeah. to celebrate that too. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, unfortunately we're at the end. We That's have okay. the last question, which is, before you retire completely from tourism. Retire? I never <laughs> retire. Don't bother use that word. <laughs> I knew that you were going to say no, something. No, like no, there's nothing called retirement. There's nothing. I, right. I, I'm going to add some other things that I want to do. Okay, so what would you like to see for tourism and Jamaica at large in the next 10 to, 10 to 20 years? Well, I'd like to see for tourism where it becomes um, a lifestyle, uh, where people understand that, that it's not resort, it's, it's, it's us. People are coming to visit Jamaica in every respect, and we have it all here. So I'd like to see for the future that that is honored and recognized, and that the hotels and everybody work together as partners. And we don't have this thing about people are here and people are not there, and the community surrounding hotels are not doing well. I want to see everybody thrive. Mm -hmm. When the cruise ship comes in, we need to train our entrepreneurs in Falmouth, Port Royal is about to come in. You don't just bring a cruise ship to Port Royal. You have to train the people. They should be trained first so that they can benefit. So we can do this for the whole country and for the whole island. I think Jamaica is going to have a great future, but we still have to deal with that environmental challenge. Because if you don't do that, we won't have anything. Coast will go, everything will go. Mm. It's, it's that yes, bad. Sure. Yeah, sure. So we have to get that message out to people. Yeah. You know, the fishing industry is in trouble now. And um, I, when I know what it was when I was growing up, Jamaica is so different. So different. So different yeah. from when I was growing up. I could drink from the river. I could. Mm -hmm. Oh man, it was a it was a fantastic experience living in Jamaica in my earlier days. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I have to apologize to my young people that we have not done very well. But that doesn't mean we must give up. We have to try. So anybody wants information, we have the information how to move forward. And I'm going to add, you talk about retire, I'm going to do things that I wanted to do that I've not been able to do. I will not retire. But what I will do is to do some of the things that I have not been doing that I'd like to do. And that is so go back to art, to be able to develop different images of Jamaica, the Jamaica I love, people, scenery, and so on. Um, and then I want to also set up community theatres, every village to have a theatre, mm -hmm. so that we can teach the community about their culture and heritage through the theatre, and visitors can come and enjoy that. So those are the two things that I'd like done. And the final thing is to have an opportunity to do study tours 
for communities, for them to be able to travel, mm -hmm. especially the community leaders, to go to different countries and be able to experience what they have so that they can bring, come back and implement some of that. Mm -hmm. I think we need to give our community people exposure and we should plan that they get that chance. So if I have any money, I'd like to invest in community leaders being able to travel and for, to visit each other as well. So that, that's really what I'd like to do. That, that's my retirement plan. Okay. You call it that. Yes. Yeah. Now, Diana, for my personal use, you have so much time, you have so much energy, probably more than me. Where you find the time? Hmm? Where you find the time? Where you find the energy? Well, to do all that you do. Well, I think I did mention it, you know, um, that when you have a passion, you know, for anything in life, you find the time to do it because you enjoy it. It is not something that is a pressure, it's not a stress. I actually get up every morning, can't wait to wake up because I'm ready to do what I have to do. So and so, my doctor had to put me on a manners because um, I got to a point where I decided I don't need all this sleep. I'm wasting time. I would sleep for like three, four hours and I'm ready to go again. But I'm now behaving myself and I'm going to get my six hour sleeps. I can't go longer than that. Six hours is fine. Um, but what I can tell you is that when you have a passion and you are eat healthy, if you, if you don't eat all the fruits, so that gives you the energy, that's what I eat in the morning, then you will not be able to do it. A lot of people can't operate because they don't eat healthy. They don't uh, know how to have that energy level. Mm -hmm. So your body can only take so much and no more, mm -hmm. right? So I think passion and a healthy lifestyle and a spiritual lifestyle are the three things that makes me what I am. Oh, awesome. So thank mm -hmm. you so much for yeah. being on Talawa. Ple pleasure. Okay. I enjoyed talking to you and I look forward to uh, other opportunities to share some of the things that we are doing mm -hmm. in the coming year here. Okay. okay? Thank you. Uh,